So this is the last of our Amazon event like an owner deep dive, I guess. Uh, and this is a lighter topic, so it's going to be short. And uh, the topic of this, uh, the focus of this is really company culture. Uh, I think one of the, it's nice to talk about tech, it's nice to talk about business strategy. But one of the strongest lessons about strategy that has always stuck with me is that culture eats strategy for breakfast. That's a very, very uh, popular article about this topic. Like if you have uh, the wrong strategy, you can survive it if you have good culture. If you have bad culture, no amount of good strategy will overcome that. So uh, Amazon had a very strong culture. One of my favorite um, leadership principles was having a bias for action. And it does seem like this strength of culture was not as strong when I was there as compared to the early days. So here's a story from the early days about how they used to glorify um, acting and taking by, taking action um, even without permission. This was not just a job. These were people who were making things and I fit right into that. In fact, do you remember Kim R's story about the Just Do It Award? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to be humble here, but I won that award three times. I'm, I'm like Mr. Biased for Action right here. I have one. Oh, it's up on top of my shelf up here. I don't. I actually have no idea what I got it for. That which is uh, that's kind of why I'm doing this podcast because I can't remember things as well anymore. <laughs> so, what's your uh, what's your favorite Just Do It award? Since you got three of them, which which of the three is is probably your favorite? Well, you know, Kim made a pretty good point that some of them were not for things that had a longstanding impact, and so you right. got to kind of put put that in perspective. But but you know, my point is definitely that like bias for action matters, and I I like being biased for action. I don't think in, innovation is necessarily high highfalutin. I think it's right. moving fast and launching and iterating. And so, you know, maybe I was a little bit of a loose cannon on the site, uh, on the team, but I think it's important to have some of those loose cannons. For the listener, while you look for that, I'll just share like the Just Do It Award given out to employees who basically, I'll add a definition to the website, but basically it's to go do something. You're not allowed to ask for permission, which is part of it. It has to be well thought out but it doesn't even have to have been successful, which is a, you know, that's a Jeff way of thinking. Like, hopefully it's successful, but it's really that if you go and ask permission, not only is somebody going to be likely to say no, but it's going to slow the process down. So they want people like Alex, who has an idea to do something, to feel empowered to try it if he's given it good thought and thinks it's worth it. And then some of those get recognized with these awards in front of the whole company. That's right. That's a great way of describing it, Dave. So yeah, okay. So I found one. Um, so just a quick context. Number one is after I'd done work on music and all these other product launches, I also worked on auctions, which Joel mentioned. You know, by that time I had achieved a competence in rapidly dressing up the website with different types of UI and pulling different types of products together. And anyone who knows me knows I love movies. So I'll never forget the all hands where I got this award. This is mid ninety, mid ninety nine now, so it's it, it's later. And by that time, the all hands each each quarter, the all hands would grow in size yeah. by you know a noticeable amount. So by this time, it's a pretty big audience of people. Jeff's up there on the stage, and here's what he reads. Okay, my boss, Gus Lopez, did this write-up when he nominated me. Uh, did your nominee undertake the effort of their own initiative? Yes. Did the nominee clear this effort ahead of time? No. <laughs> and then Jeff reads, pictured this is Jeff. 
Alex Danger Edelman created and launched the groovy Amazon.com Austin Powers store the day that The Spy Who Shagged Me hit the theaters. From hipster books to shagadelic videos, Amazon.com customers were able to buy and sell Austin Powers products when they needed them most all in one location. The store also featured links to Austin Powers at auctions, future video signups, IMDb information, and other Mike Myers movie titles. You would never guess that a child of the 70s, that's me, would have the right mojo to create this groovy store. Oh, behave. And then, of course, he laughs. <laughs> and it just rings out in the crowd. And so it was, that was a good one. I would say that was, that was a good Just Do, Just Do It award. If you have any screenshots of the Austin Powers store, I'd love to uh, include those as well. I'll try to look. And one last part about the aspiring entrepreneurs thing. Like, how do you think that applies to new technologies? Like things nowadays, like uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, is it the same thing or are their tools a lot better comparatively? Or are they basically in the same type of place you were when you started working at Amazon on HTML? Yeah. Interface programming has obviously come a long way since the first days of the web. You know, the web browser was a killer app because it was so lightweight. You only needed yeah. one piece of software to access this, the internet of myriad user interfaces. And because of the way HTML works and stuff, we maintained a high degree of control over the user experience because we shipped it out along with the transactions. So it was more like data. Right. And I believe that our ability to rapidly iterate in this area was a, was a key driver of our early growth. And so when I look at things like young technologies today, like VR, AR, voice command, they remind me a lot of the early web. They have a lot of promise, but very few people are taking them seriously yet. The bandwidth, hardware, and the access are all very limited. But the UI is data that you can send along with other things. But basically, the tools are still made out of stone and there are numerous constraints. But, you know, I've always felt that the best innovations are born out of extreme constraints. I would encourage entrepreneurs to lean into those young technologies, to lean into the stone tools and try to make something great and not be afraid of the constraints. And I also think it's vitally important to be biased for action. Uh, yeah. And willing to iterate rapidly, you know, even if you make mistakes, especially on the part that interfaces with the customer, because they will tell you if it works or if it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. And uh, I think people are going to really enjoy hearing, you know, what it was like making website HTML work in the early days and also how far ownership and bias for action can take a young employee. So it's sort of important for those young employees joining companies like Amazon, you know, that you have the ability to make a huge impact if you put your head down and approach it with the right attitude. See, this guy got his award in 1997. Here he is in 2021 talking so excitedly about this award. Um, I think that's just demonstration of something that was worthwhile that benefited the company and benefited him. And I aspire to build something like that someday.